on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress, New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman, the voice of the Blue. Raiders Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Let's get some more information on the South Pittsburgh situation from Stephen Hargis at the Chattanooga Times Free Press because he, he is the first person who I saw have a story on this situation. So on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline is Stephen Hargis. Welcome in, and uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. How are you? We're, we're doing okay, Stephen. Appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. As we mentioned, um, the news came out, I guess, last week that Vic Grotter was officially retiring as Pirates head coach. And then the news comes down here in the last 36 hours or so that South Pittsburgh is going on two-year probation for violations of the recruiting rule. Um, what do you know? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for him, uh, this is, it's, it's, a, it's a bad look. And, and, and he realized it when he called me and told me about the their probation stuff. Um, but there's, there's actually, honestly, there's, there's no link between those because I, I, I know this before the season even started last summer, Vic had told me that that, that was going to be his last year. He had his 30 years in as a teacher. <clears throat> he was going, his plan was he's got some friends who coach down into Georgia. And he said, if I don't get a head coaching job, I'm going to go be an assistant for a year or so and then see if something else opens, but I'm going to Georgia to be a coach. So, we knew, you know, in, in, in December after they lost the state championship, he had told me, hey, I'm sending off my paperwork to uh, uh, to the state, you know, to retire from Tennessee. He said, go ahead and get my record and all the, all the things that you need to have in there. He said, because as soon as we get the paperwork back, we're going to announce the retirement. So the two don't have any, I, I don't think, have any correlation. It's, it's really bad timing. That's the first thing when he called. The school actually called me to say, hey, we're, we just got the report back from people. We've been working with him on this. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're out ahead of it, that we're not trying to duck anything out or, or whatever. So here's, here's where we are. And they sent me the letter from the people that's playing that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, when I, when I called Dick about it, you know, he said two things he was really ticked off about. He said, one, the fact that we, you know, someone from the quarterback club, uh, went, you know, kind of went out there on their own and, and, you know, in their view was, was helping the family. But he said, you know, if, if they pick up the phone and call, either myself or the principal, then we, we stopped him immediately and said, you can't do that. If it's going to be a bad look for the program. And two, the timing of it, you know, a week or so after I've retired, people are going to look at it and, and put two and two together and think that there was some correlation to it. But 
I, I really don't just because of the, the conversations that he and I had in the preseason last year and even right after the state championship game that he was all the wheels were in motion for him to uh, to retire and go into Georgia to coach. It certainly is interesting timing, as you said, Stephen. And, and, you know, I specifically remember Chris and I also discussing that, you know, over the course of the season when South Pittsburgh would come up, you know, we would mention that it was expected that this was going to be Vic Griders last year. So, you know, the connection between the two isn't necessarily there, but it – I don't think it's arguable that it is a bad look. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, and he, he knew that. I mean, when I, when I spoke to him about it, you know, that's like I said, that's one of the, the two things that really ticked him off about it was just the timing of it because it, it's a bad look for him. I mean, here's a guy who goes out, you know, after 30 years with, without any issues with the Tidwell's play, and then right after he announces his retirement, they have an issue with the Tidwell's play, and it, it's only natural for people to put those two things together and then think there was something to it. But, if I had not had the conversations with him that I had back last summer and, and even in December, then I would have been much more skeptical about it. But just those conversations uh, lead me to think that, you know, it's, it's just it's a bad timing is, is all that was. <laughs> I guess the obvious question is, how does this impact their coaching search? <laughs> well, I, I haven't spoken to the principal since uh, – since the conversation we had yesterday, uh, just to, to deal with just the Tito play issue, he, he expected, though, he said, look, you know, we've gotten quite a few resumes. He said uh, the folks that, that we were kind of zeroing in on to, to have a top five or ten list, you know, the first conversation we'll have is, is to reach out to them and say, <clears throat> does this affect your interest at all? And, you know, I think they kind of expect there, there likely would be one or two that, that may hesitate on it, and, and if so, you know, then, it's, it's going to be understandable, and they would just withdraw those those names from from the list and, and move on from the guys who still uh, are interested. Uh, but I, I certainly I would think there's going to cause some some out there to at least hesitate or to do some more homework just to check into you know what what were the details, what happened, uh, what am I walking into? So uh, speaking with Stephen Hargett on the uh, Park Commercial Hotline, Stephen, tell me one you know. Obviously, this was a booster club situation, and the booster club member thought they were helping a family, and that's understandable completely if that is the case. Um, but at what point did Coach Grider find out about when, or I guess the conversations had between the family and the booster club member, and did this player play after that, or do we Oh well, the, or the, does it the, matter? The, yeah, no. The rent was paid after the season. It was it was the December payment uh, that that the family was behind on. So the, the the payment was made after the season was over. That was in December. Uh, when, when I spoke to Vic, you know, he he said he found out about it when the Tidbals play called them and asked them to look into it. There were actually three allegations that were turned in, and two of them they were they were able to debunk. And this one, once they checked into it, uh, I mean, it was one phone call to the quarterback club and and to find out, you know, did you do this? And um, found out that they had, and so you know the the family. Here's here's the bad thing: the family um, was unaware of who had paid made the payment. The, the mom actually thought maybe like someone from a local church had made it. When they went in January to make the, to catch up on their payment, they were told by the landlord, "You're caught up." You know, someone from the community made a made a uh, 
uh, made your, your December rent payment. And so the family, according to her, they didn't say who had made it. They just said your, your rent was paid by someone in the community. And so the reason the family is so upset by this was that, you know, they, they said they never asked the help. It's a small community. Once I guess word got out, they were behind on their rent and, and someone from the quarterback club took it on themselves to, to make the payment in the family is, is the biggest thing they're upset about is they feel like, you know, they didn't ask for the help. They didn't know where it came from. The, the mom actually thought it was one of the local churches, maybe that they were a member of that, that knew they were struggling and had reached out and paid it. And I went back through her Facebook <clears throat> account and, and saw one uh, from several weeks ago where she'd made a post several weeks ago that just said, there's a guardian angel in our community. Thank you, whoever you are, which leads me to believe that she maybe didn't know who it was. Yeah, um, she had no idea. So, that she had no idea. That she just knew the, the, the rent had been paid. And, you know, I mean, we're all, especially, you know, Mo, you know this, we're all built to be skeptical when you're in the media. Uh, but you know, just doing a little research, it sounds like she's, she's telling the truth on that. Uh, you know, I, I have no reason to, to know, you know, one way or the other, whether, uh, whether Vic knew about it immediately or, or afterward, he says, you know, that he, he was told about it from the people to play and checked into it and, uh, and immediately came back and said, no, you know, two of the allegations, uh, are, are not true. Here's the proof. The third allegation, yeah, we're, we're actually guilty of, I made a phone call to on the quarterback club and, and there was a payment made and here's here's the proof of that and uh well, so you know they, they kind have of took their took the medicine on I, that i have to ask Stephen, <laughs> when these type of allegations come about someone has to make them um and it certainly wasn't south pittsburgh would this be any kind of way related to your book eight hateful miles <laughs> I, I think that's the general consensus uh, in, in the community, but I, I don't know. Um, I asked Vic about that and he laughed and he said, we assume so. He said, but you know, the point is, it, it really doesn't matter who turned it in. He said, you know, uh, at, at the end of the day, he said, we can't argue it. it. It was, it was done. We're guilty. Uh, we, we have to kind of move on from here. Um, in a so, small community like that, it just feels like, I mean, heck, 80% of the, the adult males in that community are probably members of the, of the quarterback club. I mean, <laughs> it just feels like it, that that's kind of a, a ticky tack situation, depending on how it played. I mean, I don't know the details, but it, it, it certainly could be either very egregious or a, or something that's just taken way out of context. Uh, and I don't understand how, I mean, if this player's already living there if, if you pay their rent, how, how is that recruiting them? And that one, I, I really, I, I, I'm not sure on that. And like <laughs> my question there would be, okay, if this was a kid who, who had lived here his entire life, you know, is, is it a, is it in a violation if the family was in need? I'm assuming it is no matter, you know, it, it doesn't matter how long they've been there that, you know, when I spoke to Bernard yesterday, he said, look, we don't consider quarterback clubs to be a separate entity from the football program. But, you know, where is there a gray area in terms of, okay, well, the quarterback club pays for the kids' cleats, every, you know, cleats, warm-up stuff, I mean, all that kind of – so, you know, what, what are improper benefits? Obviously, rent is, but, um, you know, I know there's some gray area that people have asked questions that have kind of – you know, I've never dealt with this, um, this specific type situation. So, you know, some folks in the community have asked me questions that I had to go, huh, I'm, I'm not sure. Let me check – let me call Bernard at some point and, and ask. I'm not sure on that. Um, but, I mean, you know, the, the one thing I will say is, is when I spoke to the, the principal, I actually called me and said, hey, we're going to forward you the letter from the people to play. 
you know, this, this has happened and, and, you know, two of them we've, we've debunked, uh, the third one we're guilty of, what else do you need? And I, you know, at that point I'm, I'm in reporter mode and I said, well, let me, let me look at the letter and I'll call you back and get some quotes just to find out the details of it. Um, but, but there has been, you know, since then, uh, once the story's out there and, and, you know, folks start to, to call or text and asking questions and there's been several that I've written down where, you know, the next time I, I talk to Bernard, it, it's not specific to this case. It's just a, a general question. Okay. What, let's, let's play devil's advocate and say, you know, what is permissible and what isn't? Cause I, I don't know. I don't have the answers for that. Oh man, that's uh, it's, it could be an, a question for tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> potentially if yeah. we can get to I do have on a family, the show I mean, from, the from and speaking with, with someone within the family I do know that they're you know they're going to appeal this um, you know they've, they've they're retaining an, an attorney I mean the, the mother's adamant that since they didn't know about being, their, their son has been and didn't ask for it didn't reach out to anyone didn't ask for it that they're being un, unjustly you know punished or, or her son is um and so we'll see where it goes from there. Now, I've, I've been a part of a lot of keyboard play appeals, and, and Mo can tell you how those typically go. But, you know, we'll, hmm. we'll kind of keep an eye on it and see where it goes from here because it, until, is, it is a unique if situation. They, if I mean, they can get it heard in Shelby County, they got a shot. Until yesterday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Change of venue. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're really the, the family are the only ones who are, who are you know, debating any, any part of it. The, the, the principal, Dick. Uh, you know, none of them, they're all saying, look, once we looked into it, you know, we absolutely, this was, this was something that we were guilty of. Unfortunately, and it's going to be a black eye for the program, but now the family is adamant that they, you know, we, we knew nothing about this and, and we don't want to go somewhere else. This is, this is where we want our son to play his senior year. And we want to do this. What steps can we take to try to make that happen? Wow. Uh, Steven, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, your insight into this situation is certainly uh, appreciated, no doubt. You bet, guys. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website, sm-tnsports.com, for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.